This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, March the 2nd. First up, our most read story today is that a popular bar in Rochester is under threat of closing after complaints about noise. For the second time, City Wall Wine Bar on the High Street has been served an abatement order. Well, owner Sanjay Ravel joins me now. Firstly, Sanjay, what was your reaction when you first heard about it? Shocked to a degree, as I've been told continuously by councillors, other people within the council, that through COVID and obviously post-COVID, you know, they're taking a relaxed view and they're trying to help us you know, help us survive and get through, you know, what we've lost out for the last 18 months, two years. It's been incredibly hard, um, obviously, with various conditions, losing staff with COVID. Um, it's been a combination of lots of different things that have just been so, so challenging. I mean, how has it left you feeling? Feeling despondent, um, partly ready to give up. I mean, I've been looking to sell the business anyway, because I've been there a long, long time. Uh, things like this just don't help and don't give you the confidence to want to carry on really. I've got a lot of time for people in Rochester including the residents, the traders, everyone. I've been a big part of a lot of committees, a lot of different groups within the high street, helped organise Santa fun runs and various other things. So yeah, I, I'm definitely going to miss Rochester but I think time's time. Are you, are you pretty sure then that you are going to... It gonna continues say? this way, yeah. Yes, yes, for sure. And do you know who's put in the complaint? I don't know. Council aren't obliged to tell me. And the frustrating thing for me is, fine, I I don't need to know the specific person. And, you know, there's not going to be any backlash or anything like that. But at least if I know a direction, if it's to the side, left, right, above me, to in front of me, it gives us more to do. You know, we can try and deal with the situation rather than what do we do? What's the reaction been from your many customers? I mean, within two days of putting the post up, it reached over 42,000 people, which is wow. Uh, there was over 280 shares and countless likes. So I'm blown away with the amount of support. Absolutely grateful, blown away. So what are you doing now? You've lodged an appeal, haven't you? We've lodged an appeal, so it's over to my solicitors and sadly costs are building up. Sanjay, thank you ever so much for being on today's podcast. Well, Medway Council has confirmed it is pursuing the matter but wouldn't comment any further. We will, of course, make sure you're updated on any further developments. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, a Canterbury man who spiked the drinks of two young women before sexually assaulting them has been jailed. Bradley Carman's friend filmed the attacks which happened back in 2016. The 22-year-old from Ince Road in Sturry has been locked up for seven and a half years. A man's been arrested after a woman was attacked in Canterbury. A member of the public is said to have stepped in to help when it happened along a footpath near Beaconsfield Road on Sunday night. The 47-year-old suspect remains in custody. A new law inspired by a Kent boy who was abused by his birth parents is due to come into force later this month. Tony Hudgel from Kings Hill was so badly injured as a baby he had to have both legs amputated. The maximum sentence for child abuse is going to be increased from 10 
15 years to life following a campaign led by his adoptive mum. More now on the ongoing conflict in Ukraine following the invasion by Russia. And Boris Johnson says Russia has underestimated the extraordinary fortitude of the Ukrainian people. The Prime Minister has been facing questions in the House of Commons today about the crisis and the Ukrainian ambassador was met with a rare applause from MPs. Here, port bosses on the Isle of Grain in Medway say they're in urgent discussions with the government about a ban on Russian vessels. The site is the UK's leading importation port of liquefied natural gas, a lot of which comes from Russia. Well, managers say they support the sanctions against Moscow and are working to make sure the rules are followed. Elsewhere, a Kent MP has defended his decision to travel to Ukraine to see the war effort for himself. Downing Street says Adam Holloway shouldn't have gone and advice against travelling to the country applies to everyone. But the Gravesham rep, who used to be a soldier and foreign correspondent, says he wants to make a contribution. An open prayer day has been held at a church near Maidstone to support the local Ukrainian community. Around 30 workers at the Clockhouse Farm in Coxheath are from the country. Ivan Semekin has friends and family in the east of Ukraine. I was born in Luhansk, but I've been living in the UK for 15 years. My mother is still in Luhansk uh, and uh, my brother with his family is still in Luhansk, but I also have relatives in Kiev and uh, Donetsk and Dnipro. No matter where they're from, but they all feel, you know, scared and uh, they don't know what to expect. And they're all, you know, deeply concerned and uh, they're not sure about their future. It is quite scary, but, um, you know, in Luhansk, where everything started, uh, you know, back in 2014, so um, at the moment, you know, they feel sort of um, relieved that, uh, you know, the the front line has moved a bit further, but uh, they, you know, they feel sorry for the, you know, other cities of Ukraine. At the moment, uh, we have 33 Ukrainian workers uh, on the farm, they all have friends and families, you know, back in Ukraine, and uh, um, they all trying to help. But there is not much they can do, you know, from from UK, and uh, you know, you know, they only can speak with them and uh, pray for them. But the situation, uh, I mean, uh, are just, uh, you know, completely against the war, and it needs to stop. And uh, you know, that, that on this war there will be no winners, and uh, um, definitely, you know, everybody will feel consequences. Somebody needs, you know, to stop Mr. Putin. A Ukrainian student from the University of Kent, meantime, says she fears her home country will be lost. Kesenia Pidlisna was among more than 150 people at a protest in Canterbury yesterday. My family in Ukraine are terrified. They are scared for their lives. They're scared for their country. We are scared to lose our country. I'm, I'm Ukrainian studying in England. And I want to go home to visit and I'm, I'm worried that I will have no country to go back to. Um, I still have family back home. Um, my cousin is very sick and she can't get treatment because hospitals are being bombed. Um, my families are scared to the point they don't know if they should go to sleep wearing pyjamas or clothes to be able to run away. And we're just scared that anything can happen in any second. And you can keep up to date with the very latest developments on the situation in Ukraine by heading to the national news pages of Kent Online. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group.
with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. An update on a story we brought you in last Tuesday's podcast and a traveller forced off land in Medway says he's ended up living in a van. James Golby and his family were among seven told to leave the site on Lower Raynham Road because they didn't have planning permission to live there. He's told Kent Online everyone is very upset and doesn't know what to do next. The council say they first issued an enforcement notice in 2017 and they were regularly warned about breaking the law. A Kent cafe owner says it was lucky no one was killed when a car crashed through their wall. At Kent Online today you can see a picture of the Mini Cooper that ploughed into the Knoxbridge Cafe between Staplehurst and Cranbrook yesterday. The building's been badly damaged but it's not thought anyone was seriously hurt. Three people have been rescued and several homes had to be evacuated following a blaze at a flat in Ashford. At Kent Online you can see the damage in the Mallards in Willsborough where crews managed to put out the fire last night when neighbours say flames were raging out of the window and they could hear dogs barking. It's not known yet how it started. A Gravesham teenager has revealed her shocking experiences of hate crime as a campaign gets underway to tackle it. Schools in the area are urging young people to speak out if they've been targeted. But they've teamed up with the gifted Young Gravesham programme who are encouraging youngsters to report abuse they face. It's hoped speaking to teachers or police will stop it happening again. 19-year-old Fian Thomas from Swanscombe has helped launch the year-long campaign. Hate crime. It's something that it isn't really reported. It's not talked about to police. It's not like it is now, but I don't think it is to the extent that it should be. And I feel like that's because I know a lot of the times we don't report it. Because me personally, I'm a person that has only just become aware that I should report it. Like because of going to GYG, it's a thing where I'm now like, Maybe I should report it because when I was younger, we all used to discuss in schools or after school at volunteering that, um, you know what, this has happened to me today. This has happened to me today. And I'm just like, wait, isn't this hate crime? But we don't talk, we don't report it. We literally just keep it in our discussions. We keep it in our conversations rather than us taking it to the, taking the steps for it to not happen again, if that makes sense. So I feel like that's something I've learned growing up that, you know what, I should report it to someone. So what, if you don't mind me asking, what sort of things have happened to you then and that you have put up with in the past and now that you would consider reporting? Um, I guess one of my worst moments, well, I feel like, apart from the fact that it's sometimes in my everyday life, I would say that there were two moments in my life that were probably the worst when it came to hate crime. And that was when, there was one time when I was younger, um, probably around the age like 10 but I went to primary it was like primary school time and I was on my way home and like a group of boys from my school just like basically pushed me to the ground and started just making remarks making jokes about my skin and just like laughing at me because of where I was from calling me names and I guess that was one of the worst moments for me because it made me feel like oh these people have done this to me because of my skin maybe that that's that's what I deserve. That's what needs to be happened to me, if that makes sense. That was probably one of the moments that um, I guess I realised that my skin colour does change the way people affect, like, be- behave towards me sometimes. But um, I went home to my mom, and my mom like, sat me down and was like, your skin's beautiful, you're beautiful the way you are. Don't let a group of boys determine that. And I guess even my mom probably didn't understand that she could have reported it 
wish you could have said something to my school. But um, yeah, that was one of the moments. And then another moment was when I was a bit older and I was walking to secondary school, actually. And um, a strange man literally just stopped me and started saying, go back to Africa, go back to the country you came from. We don't want you here. We don't need you here. You're not wanted here. And I was literally on my way to school. I was walking and I was just like filled with fear. Like I was taken aback because literally imagine I was just walking and a, like a man comes out of nowhere to just say these things at me. But that situation showed me that there was some hope in the world because another man saw what had happened and kind of taken a picture of the situation and kind of drove up into my school to tell my school that this had happened to me. And my school took the necessary steps to tell the police on my behalf. So um, I guess that's when I realised, you know what, I should start speaking up about the hate crime that I do experience. I mean, it's awful to hear that at the age of 10, you experienced something like that. I mean, it, it is quite incredible. Do you do you think that now, if you did report something, you would be confident that enough would be done to investigate a hate crime? I believe that more will be done than what was done before. I feel like speaking to some of the like police officers in our local borough that have been speaking, that have been working alongside us with the campaign, I feel like they understand us a bit more now now that we've kind of like developed a relationship and talking to them and telling them why we didn't report it in the first place. I do believe that if I spoke up about a situation or experience I had, they would hear what I had to say and they would take the necessary steps to kind of investigate behind it. But yeah, I do have a bit more hope in them now which I'm grateful for. So, yeah. They've produced a video which describes the different types of hate crime and features pupils from the area. Chief Superintendent Neil Loudon, who's the Divisional Commander for North Kent, has also told us that they support the measures taken to encourage young people to speak out against hate crime. And he says the video is a demonstration of the hard work, commitment and determination to raise awareness around the issue. He goes on to say that any crime motivated by hate is entirely reprehensible and they're committed to providing support and pursuing justice for anyone affected by such an offence. Kent Online reports. A campaign specifically aimed at helping boys with their mental health has been launched today. Childline says boys are five times less likely to talk to one of their counsellors about concerns they might have. They're hoping that We All Feel It campaign will change that and reduce the number of teenagers taking their own lives. Tributes have been paid to a 30-year-old man from Kent who's died following an 11-year battle with skin cancer. Charlie Davy from Wingham has been described as brave, selfless, loving and witty to the end. He'd undergone pioneering treatment in a bid to beat the disease, but passed away at the weekend with his family by his side. Now, Kent's education bosses have apologised for disruption to school transport for pupils with special educational needs. This is a topic we've covered a couple of times now on the Kent Online podcast. New travel arrangements left many parents in the dark about whether their child would be picked up at the start of term last week. Well, it's been revealed around 30 families are still waiting to hear if they're eligible. It's feared new mums in Kent might be struggling to look after their babies because of the impact of the pandemic. Research out today has found more than 6 in 10 women feel they're getting less support in the first six months after giving birth. Access to classes and mental health resources have been limited since Covid hit. 
Alex Williams is from Gravesend and had twin boys during lockdown and says it was incredibly challenging. Things weren't open, like baby classes, you know, you you have that stigma of uh, maternity leave, which you don't, I didn't really get the full use out of um, being able to get out and about and enjoy um, things out there to me. So, yeah, no, it did have its challenging times during lockdown. Going from, no, baby, we've had twins, so that's double the work. Yes, um, it was quite challenging at the start. Obviously, you have that four walls syndrome where, you know, you wasn't out a lot and, you know, you could go for the odd walk in the pram, but it's that social side of things. It's, you know, speaking to other new mums. And I know you can, you know, text text your friends and call your family, but it's not, it's not really the same as what I thought I would experience at the time. I think our first baby class was in March, so that was like six months. They were sort of to just turning six months old, which is such a shame. But I did it because I, I wanted them to sort of experience, you know, the outside world, meeting meeting new mums, meeting babies, because obviously they were just used to the four walls of our, our lounge, really. Having two and then not necessarily being on the same feed times, you are up most of the night. Um, me and my partner did end up in separate bedrooms um, and just took a baby each and we found that sort of worked and uh, we just sort of meet halfway in the night on the landing and it, at the bottle machine and sort of you know look at each other and think oh god next feed um, but yeah no you just got to stick with it um, it does get easier I'll definitely go to baby classes if you can um, I know obviously people are a bit sometimes a bit skeptical with the covid um but you can always wear face masks um when we went there were it was still sort of social distancing rules so there was play mats at you know two meters apart um but i do think it is good to go um sometimes i had to like kind of get out there and break my sort of like my confidence sort of barrier you know i'm a first-time mum i don't know what to expect i've got two um, trying to get two out the house on time for a 10am class is quite tough but I've done it and I, I'm really pleased that I've done it and um, I would just encourage people to do it as much as they can or even if you don't want to go to a baby class there are other sort of social media um, apps and things that you can meet new mums on um, I met a new mum on one of those and we we um, had a baby around the same time so we sort of do a little play date together even if you don't want to go to a class you know we can meet outside or around someone's house I just think it helps because you you are, will always want to offload. You can talk about, you know, the, the sleepless nights, the bottle feeds, um, weaning processes, um, you name it. It's all, no, it's all minefield at the start. She's now urging parents to make use of services available now restrictions have been lifted. Today is the start of Lent and as the cost of living crisis continues, experts have come up with tips on things we could give up to help save money. At Kent Online you can see the full list which includes ditching things like wine, chocolates, sweets and takeaways until Easter. Barclays reckon giving up the booze for the next 40 days could save almost £70 while it could be even more if you give up a daily drink and snack from a coffee shop. Also at Kent Online you can read the fascinating story behind one of Disney's most famous princes who has links to Gravesend. If you've been to the town, you might have seen the statue of Pocahontas. Well, this year marks the 405th anniversary of the death of the real person who was from America and sailed to England in the 1600s. And Kent Strictly winner Rose Ailing Ellis has been named Inspirational Person of the Year at the Visionary Honours Awards. The ceremony was held last night to celebrate diversity in the arts with the aim of inspiring social change. Rose, who's from Hythe, became the first deaf contestant on the dancing show and is working to raise awareness 
of British Sign Language. Kent Online Sport. Cricket and Kent, Zach Crawley has scored a half-century in England's warm-up game against the West Indies. They're taking on a President's 11 team in Antigua and finished day one on 251 for four. The first test gets underway next Tuesday. And in football, Gillingham have been knocked out of the Kent Senior Cup. They were beaten by Margate in their second-round match last night. It finished 2-all with the Jills losing 4-3 on penalties. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.